pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Turn with me to the 61st Psalm. Psalm 61. It's a Psalm of David. Verse 1 says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. I keep wanting to sing this because it was a famous song. You remember that? Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. Anyway, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the convert of thy wings. Or another way of saying is I will trust in the shelter and refuge of thy wings. And then it says Selah. And that means to pause and think about that. And we know God doesn't have any wings, but he's referred to as an eagle sometimes. And it really stands for, you know, how an eagle will stretch its wings over its nest and a hen will do the same thing with her uh, little chickadees and stuff like that. And it's just, it just represents protection, cover. And so this is what David is crying for. He's asking God to hear his prayer. But the thing that got me was the fact that David said he was overwhelmed. He said, my heart is overwhelmed. Have you ever been in a place where your faith is so challenged by the circumstances that you're facing, the circumstances of life, that you actually feel like you're overwhelmed like King David was in this psalm? I know it's Super Christians and faith giants don't like to admit that, but sometimes we get overwhelmed. Sometimes it's more than our faith can handle. And uh, I know I've been in that place. Have you ever been in a place where you felt like you couldn't handle one more thing or you were going to lose it? You couldn't handle one more thing or you were going to explode? Have you ever felt like just throwing in the towel and giving up? Now, you can sit there and lie to me if you want to, but I know you have because I have. There was a time when we were starting this church uh, in, in the early days that I felt that way after every service on a Sunday. Every time I preached on a Sunday, I felt that way because I felt so inadequate and I felt like I wasn't good enough to do it. I didn't have what it took. I'm just being honest with you. Have you ever got so upset with God that you felt like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling and you're not getting anywhere? Have you ever been so frustrated with things that you just wanted to scream? Then you know what it's like to be overwhelmed. Uh, you know, this has been a real season for us. Not just me, Pastor Red, but the whole church. You know, it just seems like it's been one thing right after another. And I'm not complaining because God is getting, getting us through it. There's no doubt about it, you know. Uh, we had the two air conditioners vandalized and we got the one fixed. We're waiting on 
Uh, the other one to be delivered, and then this one quit working. HVAC one, I call it. It quit working. The, con the condenser fan went out on this morning. I just had to laugh about it. I just had to laugh. I mean, I laughed out loud. I said, "Praise the Lord, Hallelujah." But you know, it's it's not that hard to get overwhelmed with things at times because. You know, one thing at a time, maybe even two, you can handle it pretty good. But when you're just getting one right after another and they're piling up, you just feel overwhelmed at times. And, and I have to tell you, this message is not for the super Christians or the faith giants, the deep sheep. You're not going to like this message because you don't think it applies to you. Uh, but this is for people that have actually felt overwhelmed with life sometimes and as you know every once in a while I like to knock over a sacred cow and this is one of those mornings and the reason I do is because there's a message being preached and has been for a long, a long time that uh, kind of infers that most people's problems uh, are because of a lack of faith that if you have more faith you wouldn't be going through this if you have more faith the devil wouldn't be bothering you as much. If you had more faith, you wouldn't have to be suffering sickness. You wouldn't have to be suffering lack and wondering where the next uh, rent payment is going to come from or mortgage payment is going to come from. And yeah, faith plays a big part in all of these things. And, but they preach as though if, if you are running into these problems, it's because you need to adjust your faith. You need to kick your faith up another level. And I just don't believe that. I don't believe that faith keeps us out of problems. I mean, that's why most Christians won't admit it when they're sick. Most Christians won't admit it when they have a financial problem and they're struggling to make the ends meet. I've had, I've called on uh, healing lines in this very church right here. And watch people sit in their seats with infirmities and sicknesses that wouldn't come up. Why? Because they felt like if they come up, it's a show of weak faith or it's a lack of faith. And we don't want anybody to think that we have weak faith or, faith or we're lacking faith. But you know what? It has nothing to do with that. I mean, we all go through things at times. We all come into contact with things that uh, require a lot of faith to get out of them. And sometimes we need each other's help to do it. Amen? And, you know, we don't want to be perceived as being weak or uh, weak in faith or lacking in faith. And I, I felt this way myself at times. There was times when, you know, somebody had asked me, how are you feeling? Praise the Lord. I'm too blessed to be stressed, brother. I mean, I, I, you know, it couldn't go any better than what it is. And I could be dying on the inside. But I don't want to admit that because I'm a faith man. You know, I'm, I'm Superman when it comes to faith. And I shouldn't be having these problems. And I feel condemned about it. I feel condemned, first of all, because uh, I felt like I had a lack of faith or I was weak in my faith. And that's why I'm going through this thing. And then I felt condemned for lying. Oh, well, you're just giving a positive confession. No, I was lying. I should be able to share that I have a problem and not feel like I'm weak in faith. And I feel like I have to lie about it. 
Amen. I, I know you deep sheep gonna feel that way. And you know, I'm all for the faith message. It's, it's in our name, Faith Fellowship Church. But when it's preached in such a way that it brings condemnation on people, then I have a problem with that. And, and I don't want people to think because they're experiencing problems or, or having a rough time that it's because they're weak in faith or because they're lacking faith. Uh, you know, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. That means none, no condemnation. And anytime you're, you're feeling condemned, that's a work of the devil. The Holy Ghost will convict you and point out something that needs to be corrected, but he'll never condemn you for it. And we got Christians walking around that feel condemned because they're experiencing problems and they don't think they should have any problems. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. And that's the, the sacred cow I want to knock over this morning. You know, sometimes we're dealing with sickness or infirmity and we don't want to admit it. Sometimes we're short on cash and we don't want to admit it. And some people say, well, that's just pride, Pastor. Yeah, that could be a part of it. That might have something to do with it. But more time than not, it's because they don't want you to think that they're weak in faith or that they're lacking faith. And, and maybe they were just making a positive confession. That could be too. But, uh, you know, we don't want to make negative confessions. We want to be positive when we say things, but sometimes it's just flat out lying. Like I said, just flat out lying. You know, uh, and, and there's ways of saying things in a positive manner. You know, you can have something in your body say, yeah, I'm, you know, I've been going through it. I got this thing going on in my body, but praise the Lord. Uh, I'm getting better every day. God is healing me and whatever, you know, and, and spin it to a positive uh, no, but don't lie about it. Go to the doctor. What can I do for you? Nothing. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Then what are you doing here? You know, so sometimes we go off the deep end with positive confessions and stuff. And there's a lot of pastors that believe and preach that faith will keep you from having problems. It will keep you out of problems. If you're walking in faith and living by faith every day, you shouldn't have the kind of problems that you're having. And, and this is this has given us this complex where we just feel guilty about it. We feel condemned because we've got a problem. And that's what I want to talk about because according to my Bible, now I do believe that faith can solve every problem. I do believe that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I think faith can overcome anything that's in the world. In other words, your faith will give you the victory over anything in the world. But I don't find it anywhere in the Bible where it says your faith will keep you from getting sick or your faith will keep you from having a financial problem or your faith will keep your children from getting into trouble. I know we need faith for all these things. We should live and walk by faith, but they don't keep you out of things. Faith gets you through things. And if that theory were true, and faith can't keep us out of trouble, then the great apostle Paul, and even Jesus for that matter, must not have had any faith at all. <clears throat> the Bible tells us that Paul was in prison more than any of the other disciples, whipped 
five different times with 39 lashes, beaten with rods, stoned and left for dead, bobbing up, bob, bobbing up and down in the sea three, uh, three days and three nights, shipwrecked three times. He described in his epistles sleepless nights, hunger, thirst, shivering cold without enough clothing to cover him and keep him warm. And besides that, he can't even count all the problems that he had with the churches that he started and the churches that he was trying to keep going and keep out of trouble. And, and there's plenty of good examples like that in the Bible where people went through challenging times in life and sometimes they were even overwhelmed like King David in our opening psalm. He says he was overwhelmed. His heart was overwhelmed. So for a pastor or an evangelist or a minister of any kind, or even just a believer to preach something that like faith will keep you from having problems or challenges in life. Uh, and it's, if you're having anything, you're experiencing it's because of weak faith. I'm telling you, it's a false doctrine. It is. Now, it's making people feel like they're weak in faith and it's causing them to walk around feeling condemned and when they're, when they're sick or because they're being financially challenged. And I want you to know this morning that if you're just an average Christian like me, then you already know that life is going to throw you a pretty mean curveball every now and then. And you're going to swing and miss every now and then. But it's not because you're lacking faith or you're weak. Life is going to present, present us with challenges and life will test our faith. And every once in a while, you're going to have to go through some really bad circumstances and some really hard times, but the last thing you need to feel is condemned about it because it's perfectly normal. As a matter of fact, if you're not being challenged, it would cause me to pause and it would cause me to question why you're not being challenged because if you're any threat to the devil at all, you should be challenged on a regular basis. In Hebrews chapter 11, you can turn there if you want. You don't have to. I'm just going to tell you something about it. We have what we refer to as the Faith Hall of Fame. You know, if you're an exceptional baseball player, football player, basketball player, you can get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, this is for faith. Men, men and women of faith that were inducted into the Faith Hall of Fame because of something exceptional that they did with their faith. And that's what it's a rec record of. It's a record of people that went through challenging times and sometimes overwhelming circumstances. And they're listed here in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, not because the faith they had kept them from having problems, but because they demonstrated that their faith help them to stand and get through these problems. I mean, if their faith prevented the challenges or kept them from going through these things, they wouldn't even be listed here, would they? But they are because their faith got them through their problems and through their challenges and through the adverse circumstances of life. So I'm a firm believer in faith. I mean, do you think it was easy for Noah? He's in this Hall of Fame. You think it was easy for him to build that big ark? 
No, I know he was overwhelmed at times. What about Abraham? He was overwhelmed at times with the challenges he faced. How about when he went, was going to sacrifice his own son? Don't you think his heart was overwhelmed? Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Joshua, Gideon, Samson, Samuel, and the prophets, they all went through difficult times, and they were all overwhelmed at times. I know they were. So if you're going through a hard place right now, or you're being overwhelmed at times, and I want you to know, it's not because of a lack of faith. It's not because you're weak in faith. It's because you're just like the heroes in this faith hall of fame here. You're going through something. You're not going through it alone. You're in good company. Amen. They're called the great cloud of witnesses. They're leaning over the portals of glory, cheering us on. They know we're going to go through things. You know, we have Christians that are ashamed to ask for prayer, like I said, uh, because they think we'll look down on them because they're sick. You know, God wouldn't have become in Exodus 15, 26, the Lord that healeth thee if he never thought you would get sick. Why would we need a Lord that heals if we would never get sick? And I don't believe faith keeps you from sickness. <coughs> but I do believe it will get you through. People don't ask for prayer with financial problems for the same reason. They don't want to be thought of as being weak in faith. And don't get me wrong. I believe in faith and healing and prosperity. You know I do. I preach it. I believe they're sound biblical doctrines. But like Brother Hagin says, we need to stay in the middle of the road with them, stay out of the ditches, stay away from the extremes on both ends. But we've preached them in such a way, and I'm guilty of this too. I, I did it in my earlier years, but we preach them in such a way that we brought condemnation to people that are struggling in these areas and shame on us for doing it. Shame on those that are still doing it. James 1, verses 2 through 8 says, now, and I, he would have never told us this in the very opening scriptures to his epistle. He says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And then he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not. That means he won't hold it back. If you ask him, he'll give it to you. He won't hold it back. Well, wisdom, what's that got to do with anything? We're going through trials here. You need wisdom to get through your trials. Yeah. And then he says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So faith is important. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Faith is important. There's no doubt about it. But why would he tell us to count it all joy when we have these temptations, when we have these trials, if we're not going to have them? Faith doesn't keep you out of your trials. He didn't tell us faith would keep us from those things. He told us our faith would get us through them. And cause us to grow. If we exercise faith, we'll grow in joy, we'll grow in patience, perseverance, endurance, we'll grow in wisdom. That's the purpose of a test and trial. That's why he said, when you find yourself in the middle of a test and trial, he says, count it joy. Why? Because it's going to benefit you. You're going to grow. 
You're going to grow in patience and perseverance and endurance. And you're going to grow in wisdom. And your joy is going to grow. That's why I said this morning when I went out there and checked that air conditioner and the compression motor was burned out. I just had to laugh. I counted the joy. I didn't want to count the joy. My mind started thinking, well, you know, now we got to get this fixed. We're down to one air conditioner in the sanctuary. We don't know when we're going to get the other one up. And, and then I, I just thought, this is actually funny. I'm just going to laugh about it. I mean, God knows what's going on. I don't care if he has to drop the temperature 30 degrees. If it ain't working, we'll still be comfortable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not that our faith heroes never had hard times or their faith was never challenged because it obviously was or they wouldn't be in this 11th chapter of Hebrew. It's not because their faith was never tested. It's not because they were never overwhelmed. They're faith heroes because their faith is what kept them standing in spite of the overwhelming circumstances that they were experiencing. And your faith will keep you standing too. But it ain't going to keep you out of nothing. King David would have never said his heart was overwhelmed if it wasn't. Faith doesn't keep you from being overwhelmed. It teaches you what to do when you're overwhelmed. Not if you're overwhelmed, when you're overwhelmed. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart feels like fainting, when I'm at my wit's end, when I don't think I can handle anything else, when I'm on my last nerve and somebody's stepping on it, he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than me. You got to go somewhere that's higher than you. You have to have somebody that you can go to that's higher than you. Yes. And David wasn't ashamed to admit that there were times in his life when he was overwhelmed. You look at some of his psalms. He does a lot of crying and begging and, and spending time with God in prayer, in relationship. And that's basically what this psalm is all about. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He's talking about a relationship that David had with the rock. He was not only, he, he not only was willing to admit when he was overwhelmed, he wasn't ashamed of it. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He knew where to go. And there's going to be times when we're overwhelmed in life. Not all the time, but now and then something is going to happen that's going to overwhelm our hearts. Times we just don't think we can take anymore. Sometimes it's sickness or disease. That's when we call on the Lord that healeth us. Sometimes we struggle not only with our own sickness and disease, but we struggle caring for someone else who has sickness and disease. And it's not easy when you're struggling with sickness in yourself, but it seems to be especially hard when you're, when you're helping somebody else that you love that's struggling through a sickness. How about when you're both struggling through a sickness? These are overwhelming times. These are things that will overwhelm your heart. And all you can do is pray. All you can do is go to that place that's higher than you. All you can do is rely on the relationship that you have with God and go to that secret place and get under his wings. That's all you got left. Nothing down here is helping. And Pastor Ed and I have gone through it more than once. 
we're going through it now. And you might not think these are faith statements, but there's a lot of stress involved. Doctor's appointments, tests and treatments, travel, special care, financial strain, late nights, sleepless nights, anxiety, and on top of all that, the everyday challenges of life that you can't ignore either. All these things continue to go on. And you push and you do them anyway. And what is doing that? Your faith is doing that. Your faith is keeping you standing. Your faith is keeping you pushing. I consider myself to be a person of faith. I might not be a great person of faith. I might, have, might not have great faith, but there's only two people in the Bible that had great faith that Jesus commended for. So I'm not ashamed of that, but I do have faith. And I can tell you my faith has got me through a lot of things, but I can't think of one thing my faith has kept me out of. I prayed and believed that certain things wouldn't happen and they happened anyway. So we certainly don't need our brothers and sisters in the Lord making us feel that our faith is inadequate or our faith is weak because it's being challenged. And again, I know super Christians out there and the faith guys don't understand what I'm talking about because you've never been overwhelmed. And thank God for it. I wish you well. I don't want to ever see anybody get overwhelmed. But for those of you that do get overwhelmed at times, I want you to realize that it doesn't mean that you're weak in faith. It just means that sometimes we have so many things coming at us at once that it just knocks us backwards for a minute. You just get to where you feel your heart is overwhelmed like David and you just don't know what to do and that's okay. It's perfectly normal. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for prayer. I can't speak for everybody, but I know I'll never look down on you because you're in a jam or because you uh, find yourself in some adverse circumstances. It's okay if you're tempted to quit at times. It's even okay to admit it. But it's never okay to quit. It's okay if you feel like throwing in the towel once in a while, but it's not okay to do it. It's okay that you can't, you feel like you can't handle one more thing as long as you keep going. And when you get to the place where you don't think you can handle anything else, when you feel overwhelmed, I don't know how or exactly or when, but I do know that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. It might not be in your timing. It might not be the way that you think he should, but if you stand in faith, he will make a way. Yeah. But it's during those times that we have to know where to turn. David said, turn to the rock that is higher than you. In other words, you've got to maintain that relationship with God because you need a place to turn and there's no place down here on this level for you to turn to get the kind of help that you get from turning there. Amen. Turn to the rock that is greater than you. And what does that rock mean? It means it's stability. Something is stronger and bigger and more stable than you are. Turn to the rock that can heal you and provide your every need. 
Turn to the rock that will give you peace and comfort. Turn to the rock that will make a way when there seems to be no way. See, David's faith didn't seem to keep him out of trouble. He didn't always know what to do. And he didn't always know how to do it. And that's why James said to ask for wisdom. But he always knew where to go. He always knew where he could go to figure it out. And you know, sometimes when we're going through something and we're getting hit from every side and we don't know where to turn, we should turn up and get under those wings and if for no other reason, get a chance to gather yourself. Amen. Get under those wings so you can take a breather and you can evaluate things from his perspective. Turn to him. Draw nigh to him. But the Bible says draw nigh with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Yeah, faith is necessary, but also a true heart is necessary. And you can't lie to him anyway. He knows if you're sick. He knows what you're going through. And just like David, we have to know where to go to figure these things out. You know, the children of Israel went through many trials, if you read the Old Testament at all, uh, as they walked through the wilderness. And many of them were overwhelmed quite a bit. But one of the reasons is because they only knew God as the Lord of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They didn't know him as their God. And it's the same thing with us. You have to know him for yourself. He can't be the God of pastor and my nephew and my uncle. He's got to be your God. And that's what David was talking about with relationship. He wasn't the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to him. He was his God. And he's got to be our God. It's more than just saying that Jesus is Lord. He has to be your Lord. We already know he's Lord, but is he your Lord? Have you got that kind of relationship with him? And there's going to be times when you're overwhelmed with the things of life, but as long as you know where to go, you'll make it through. And life doesn't always go smoothly. Has anybody figured that out yet? It's not always going to be easy. Life can be a roller coaster. There's times you go up and there's times that you go down. Times you go fast and times when you go slow. Sometimes straightforward and sometimes the curves are so hard that you have to lean into them just to stay on the ride. But you stay until the ride is over. And as long as you're on this earth, you're going to go through some tough times in life. Some tests and trials. And there's different types of problems, different types of tests and trials. And with each type, you have to do something maybe different to make it through. And that's why James said when he was talking about finding joy in your trials, he said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So the first thing you do at every test and trials, you ask God for wisdom to navigate that trial. And let me say this about tests and trials. Sometimes we cause our own problems. And they're caused by uncontrolled flesh. And these problems are taken care of by making changes in our behavior. 
And I want to say faith hasn't got anything to do with it, but it does. It takes faith to make changes in your behavior sometimes. For example, financial problems that are caused by uncontrolled spending or bad financial decisions. And it's not that you were alone in the decision. Your, your spouse is telling you, ah, I got a bad feeling. The Holy Ghost is telling you, ah, I got a bad feeling. Your heart is condemning you, ah, I got a bad feeling. And you sign on the line anyway. That's not a test or trial. That's you fill in the blank. But if you were to ask God for wisdom, I'm sure the wisdom would be for you to get your spending under control and get your flesh under control. Stay within your budget. Sometimes we cause problems even with our health. Again, the flesh. We know there's some adjustments we should make to our diet and our lifestyle, but we don't make them. Maybe we should be getting more rest. Maybe more exercise. Maybe we need to slow down. Maybe some of us need to speed up. Maybe we should handle stress better. The Bible teaches us not to be stressed about anything, to be anxious for nothing. And sometimes we cause problems in our relationships, especially in our marriage. Can't blame the devil for some of these things. You know you should have kept your mouth shut, but you didn't. Your heart's telling you don't say it. The Holy Ghost is telling you don't say it. Your common sense is telling you don't say it, but you say it anyway. Your heart's telling you don't do it, don't do it, but you do it anyway. And then you cry out to God. And the reason I'm making these distinctions about these different types of problems is because you have to recognize a true test and trial and you have to recognize if you cause it and you're the one that has to bring the solution. Because with these types of trials, you're not going to get any help from God. The only help you're going to get from God is when he tells you to repent and do what's right. Do the work. That's what God's going to tell you. What's the wisdom on this thing, God? I need wisdom. I'll give you some wisdom. Stay within your budget. I'll give you some wisdom. Quit eating that garbage. I'll give you some wisdom. Exercise more. Go to work. <laughs> That's all the advice you're going to get until you make some changes. Yeah. And then there's something you can go through where you did everything right. You find yourself in a challenge that you didn't see coming. And it's not your fault. You were a good employee but got laid off anyway. Because stupid people are making stupid decisions that you don't have any control of. <laughs> you were careful with your finances. You followed all the rules. You stayed within your, your budget. You made good investments. And through no fault of your own, you find yourself in a financial strait and you can't make two ends meet. Those things happen. Maybe you've been taking good care of your health. And you've been eating right, and you've been exercising, and you go to the doctor and you get a negative report anyway. And now you're in a fight for your health, and sometimes even for your own life. And you're overwhelmed with it because, hey, you know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I'm doing my best down here. You know, that's a real test and trial now. 
No fault of your own. There's nothing you can do to correct it. That's when you ask wisdom. You lost a loved one. Wasn't any fault of yours. There's a situation at work. A loved one is sick. You didn't do anything to cause it, but you're in it. These are the kind of problems where your faith in God will get you through. Then there's situations that God allows in our lives. He don't cause problems. He don't cause sickness. He don't cause things, but he will test your obedience and he will test your faith and he will allow things to happen in your life for that purpose. But understand this, he will never test you with anything that Jesus redeemed you from. We've been redeemed from sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. Don't be looking for a test or trial to come from God in those areas or anything to do with those areas. God will never test you in something that your, his son redeemed you for or died for. He'll test you with things like tithing, loving your enemies, walking in love, honesty and integrity. He'll test you with those things. I walked out of Lowe's and found something in the bottom of my cart that was overlooked. You know what I did? I made a huge turn and went right back in there and paid for it. Amen. That's a test of honesty and integrity. Yes. God wanted to see if you say, oh, well, I just keep it anyway. That's their fault. They should have checked the cart. No, you failed that test. Yeah. But these are real tests and trials. These are things that you didn't cause. And this is when you stand on God's promises. This is when you get your face shield out and you stand and you keep going. And, and these are the times when you remember what God said concerning test and trial. Ask for wisdom and then do what he tells you to do. God said when you pass through the waters, through the rivers, through the fire, They'll not overtake you or overcome you. To be with you in the fire, like the song said this morning, and the flame won't even scorch you. Those three Hebrew children came out of the fire and didn't even smell like smoke. In other words, God doesn't stop the problems from coming, and he doesn't take us out of them. He gets us through them. Yes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, through the lion's den, through the furnace, through the high waters. He gets us through them. He don't take us out of them. He don't get us around them. See what happened when the children of Israel went around that mountain. They kept going around, kept going around. Why? They never faced it. They never did what they were supposed to do. So what do we do when we get overwhelmed? First of all, do what David did. Pray and cry out to God. Admit that you're overwhelmed. Turn to the rock that's higher than you. Yes. Turn to your shelter and strong tower. Get under those wings and yes. trust in the shelter and the refuge that he provides. Right. And he never placed a limit on that. You can dwell in under the shadow of the Almighty. You can live there. He didn't say, all right, give you 24 hours. You better have this thing under control. No, you stay there as long as you need to stay there. Then turn to your family. Yes. Especially your church family. I know we don't want nobody to know that we're having problems. 
And that's the enigma that I'm attacking here today. I don't want you to feel like you can't come to your family, your church family, your own family, and admit that you're having problems. And I know some of them are ignorant, ignorant enough to say, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be living a better life than me. Doesn't sound like it. You got the same problems I do. And that keeps us from going to them. But that's wrong. And especially wrong if it's coming from a pastor or an evangelist and they look down their nose at you and say, well, you just need to build your faith up, brother. Spend more time in the word. That ain't what I need now. I need a shoulder that I can cry on. I need a strong shoulder that I can lean on right now. Yes. Don't belittle me and don't make me feel condemned because I'm not walking on water right now. Should be able to lean on our brothers and sisters. Yes. Go to our own company. Yes. Go with like precious faith. Yes. We should find the support that we need. Right. We should find somebody that said, hey, brother, sister, I've been through that. I know what you're going through. Yes. But you know what? You're going to make it. Yes. God's going to see you through. You may not look like it right now. You may not be able to see the end from the beginning, but I'm telling you, God's got a solution for this problem, yes, and you're going to make it. I didn't think I was going to make it either, but I did. Yeah. That's what we need. Yes. We, you know, we we don't need more faith at time. We need people that will bolster the faith that we have. Right. Help us hook their faith up with our faith. And you know, God never wants us to handle things by ourselves. He never right. did. Right. And that's exactly what we do if we're afraid that somebody's going to reject us because they're going to think we don't have enough faith or something. Right. We try to handle things by ourselves, and that's when we get overwhelmed. Yes. And God never intended for you to pull away. He said in the beginning that it was not good for man to be alone. This is when the devil comes and devours because he preys on the weak and the isolated person, the straggler, the one that is uh, that is really struggling, the one that is alone. Yes. Even though you're never alone, but uh, it doesn't make any difference if you're alone or not. It's if you feel alone, you're alone. Yes. That's why David said, go to the rock that is higher than you. Trust in your relationship with God. Yes, yes. Now, if you don't have a good relationship, you need to work on that. Because he should be the first one you think of Amen. when you're going through something. Yes. Think of the rock that's higher than you. Yes. Think of the one that can help you. You know, uh, look to the hills from whence your help coming. Yes. And, and you know, the hills are always higher. You know, we look higher. Don't be looking around here look up first yes. and then God may send you to somebody that will help you or God may give you a solution that involves other people to help you but go to him first yes. amen yes. I don't want you to ever feel condemned because you're going through something amen. I don't want you ever to feel like you can't come to me or Pastor Red and, and share a problem that you're having I, I don't want you to think that you can't go to one of your brothers or sisters Try to go higher if you can. But there's comfort here too. You might not always have the solution here, but you might get enough comfort 
you might get somebody to direct you to look up. Go to the rock that's higher than you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that we have a high tower. We have a refuge. We have a place where we can come when we're overwhelmed. We have a loving God that cares enough about us to open his wings and say, come, get under my wings and rest. I'll protect you. I'll watch over you. I'll give you the solutions that you need to get out of your problem. I'll help you get through your problem. I'll help you navigate those problems when you feel overwhelmed. But if you don't come to me, I can't help you. If you don't admit to me that you're overwhelmed, like my servant David did, then I can't help you. Do like David. When his heart was overwhelmed, he turned to the rock that was higher than him. He turned to the place where he could get refuge and help and protection. And another thing about my servant David, saith the Lord, he knew when it was time to repent. He knew when he caused the problems and the, the hardships and the things that caused him to be overwhelmed. He knew when he caused them and he knew the solution. He repented. He got them right. And then he got through them. I never let him get around anything. I never let him get over anything. I always made him go through things. And it was his faith that got him through those things. So yes, faith is good. We need faith. But faith isn't always going to keep you out of things. But it will get you through them. Every day, every time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to have a healing line today, but the next time I have one, this altar better be full. I'm going to know you lying. 95% of the people in this congregation right now today, and by word of uh, Facebook and everything else, the social media out there, 95% of the people have an infirmity or a sickness in their body, a, a sore muscle, a a bum knee, a bum leg, a bum something. Every, every, almost everybody out there has them. And the one thing that will keep you from seeking help is, well, pride and arrogance has something to do with it too. But because you feel like you'll be rejected by the faith group, you won't be rejected here. Amen. Amen. I love y'all. That's all. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.